To the second hour. I am Kwesi and you are listening to Barrington Levy to Experienced and I'm here with Katinka. Hello. And Zaki. Hello everyone. Tech. And you're listening to Student Radio Maastricht SRM on 107.5 FM. Yes. That's and <laughs> <laughs> Was that a, it sounded like a question Kwesi. <laughs> downtowns, downtowns, they make you sound more sure yeah. of yourself. <laughs> And uh, this hour, we're going to speak about a child labor within the fashion industry. Yeah, fun. Mm. Is it? Is it no, it's I not fun. I don't know if fun is the word I would necessarily use for this topic. No, definitely not. No, it's very sad. Yes, exactly. Um, what comes to mind when you guys hear child labor? I think it's only negative feelings you can get when you hear from child labor. Yeah, absolutely. I just see all these Asian kids in stacks of ripped jeans working 15 hours a day, mm-hmm. taking naps in between their work shifts, and yeah. it makes my heart cry. 
So. Yeah. What about you, Zaki? I mean, so when I think of child labor, okay, there's a bit of a story. Mm-hmm. So my brother's first or second year when he was in university, he was also studying music, and the choir, he was part of the concert choir, and they sang a piece called Anthracite Fields, which is about the coal mining industry in the United States, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was to really, to really, um, harrowing piece, five movements, but anyway, the second movement is called Breaker Boys, and these were the children that they would hire to, you know, stand over the chute, to like, not stand over the chute, and like, um, pick over the rocks, separate the rocks from the coal and everything, and like, and like, there's actually, in this, in this piece of music, in this movement, um, there, there's actually a quote from, um, a quote from a document, from a documentary, which was from one of the Baker Boys, and he was like, "Oh, what a place!" And he's like, "Oh, what a place!" Like, like you had to sit on the plane plank, bent over like this, and like you weren't like you. It was very scary. You weren't allowed to wear gloves. Your fingernails. You didn't have them. And you know, I don't, and he, at the end, he's like, "You know, I don't know how how in the world I got the nerve to go there in the first place." And you didn't quit. You didn't dare because it was something to have a job at eight cents an hour. Yeah. Now, so, um, mind you, this was like 1911. So nowadays, this is like 2:25. Oh, but but still, that's nothing. But mm. I think some people may think, okay, well, what is what is what is child labor? Because you may go to the Albertine or the Little and see a 15-year-old or 16-year-old. They working. actually get paid 2.85, I think. Really? <laughs> yeah. Actually. Yeah, that's yeah. that's nothing. But yeah. I mean, well, I think they well, have less but, expenses. But I think that's one of the things. I think I think that. I think one thing that that we think of child labor is that it's really specifically getting in the way of their development into yeah, an also I think definitely when you're 15 you're not that much of a child you yeah. know you're yeah. you're in puberty you want to buy your fast fashion clothes <laughs> so and then your mom tells you to go work for your money and that that actually working in the Albert Hein here obviously nothing is ever perfect but it's it's also a learning curve and you're building your CV and teaches you responsibility you have rights you can go on holidays you I mean there's very strict rules for these young kids here to work so they're only allowed like a max of four hour shifts and uh, uh, no, a week, not, no a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to have a day off on Sundays, so they're not allowed to work on Sundays. Also, not allowed to work before eight in the morning or after eight in the evening or something like that. Mm. So, I mean, that's fine. That's it's, it's really a decision. good, actually. Yeah, it's a decision that you make when you're young, and that's great. If we talk about child labor, that is really kids being. In harsh conditions. Yeah, in harsh conditions, not making a lot of money, if any at all, uh, not being able to go to school, being forced to do all this dangerous work that's very unhealthy. Um, and that is, uh, that's a different story than yeah. working at the Albert Hein. Also like, <laughs> also like, particularly like in this piece of music, there was one point where like thinking, it was seeing different ages of the children and it's like, oh, like they're like five years, eight years, some, mm-hmm. as, well, some as young as three years old. I mean, it's the basically paid slavery, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, even slavery is also, that's a, kind of hard to determine it as slavery because slavery does have actually slavery. I've been doing research about this, but it does have no. It has a very specific re, re, meaning, but beyond just unpaid labor. But it's like when you're a slave, you're like basically rendered basically invisible. In yeah, your property, you are not no longer a person in yeah. that sense. Which even in this sense, the infant child labor, you know, you're not necessarily a full citizen. You're not a full adult yet. So in a sense, it it could be seen as a type of slavery, I guess. But yeah. But who do you think should be blamed for this uh, this surge in child labor? Everybody. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, (laughs) capitalist system that we live in right now. I think that's a very, uh, it's a a good question, but also a dangerous question because that's what happens, right? There's always somebody else to blame. I think that's where this goes wrong, that the company is always like, well, but they want to have it this cheap, so we have to use Mm -hmm. kids. And then in Asia, they blame Europe. And in Europe, they're like, well, I don't know. The people here want to buy the clothes, so we have to produce them. And this is the only way we can. Then here we are buying our clothes at the H&M and Mm -hmm. New Yorker. And, and all the sneakers, I don't know, um, everything. So I think it's all of us. The whole system, the whole yeah. world is the problem. The system needs yeah. to be restructured. Yeah. Exactly. Recycle and upcycle. Because also in all our phones, there's child labor. There's no way to produce a phone without child labor. Yeah. And that's sad. It is sad, actually, because, you know, I think as a child you're supposed to enjoy a childhood you know um, make friends experience and make mistakes and all these type of things and the idea of working in a factory at the age of six seven i just can't you know imagine what i would do at that age you know when if you look back in your own life and you think okay what was i doing at eight years old could you imagine yourself working in a factory you know putting together a piece of garment or something like that my nieces are almost five and almost seven yeah I cannot, cannot imagine them not. being in a situation like that. It's awful. Yeah, I think uh, more... I, th- I don't know if I'm wrong or right here, but I think the governments of these countries should step in definitely, but it's in developing countries and everybody... Again, it's a business. Everybody wants to have that socio-economical standpoint where they're better or richer than the next country. Uh, and it's also that, right? It's a developing country. We've had child labor here as well, not that long ago. In the Netherlands? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, like you know, 100 the, years ago or something The like that, Swings yeah. building where the student hotel Maastricht is based now, mm-hmm. that used to be um, from Swings. So they made, I don't know, uh, like toilets and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there were a lot of kids working there as well. Mm-hmm. And at some point when in the Netherlands they were like, well, maybe it's not that great to have kids work seven mm-hmm. days a week. They stopped the child labor. So what they, the factory did is they, they dug a tunnel underneath the city that the kids could get into the factory without yeah without anybody seeing them to work and then get out of the factory without anybody seeing them uh, as well so that they could chill have still have the children work there without anybody knowing because it was starting to get forbidden because kids had to be in school mm-hmm. and that is i don't know i can look it up i don't know exactly when when that was but it's not that long i mean it's not like 50 years ago it's obviously <laughs> a bit longer ago um but our country developed out of that as well so that's always the question like how do you stop it if the a country is also developing yeah because i think uh, the major um, one of the major rules is that you know some families just don't have the income to support their children and their family and the more children you have, you see it as an opportunity to make more money to sustain this family. Yeah. So poverty is definitely plays a role in the child labor, in my opinion. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I can just speak firsthand um, that, I mean, so my great-grandmother, she had, so my great-great-grandfather had at least 35 children that we know of. How much? 35. But nonetheless, 35? yeah, thirty-five. But they were also like they were also living in like farm and farm in the middle of nowhere, in North Carolina. You need all these children to mm-hmm. help work the farm, which like and to understand, I can definitely identify with the idea that you know you need these children so that you can work and bring money back to the family. Mm-hmm. And so I think it really does. I think that really is something that really only comes out of poverty. And I think, and I think there, and I, th- I don't know for sure, but it probably I I cannot say for sure because I don't I 
I think I've heard this, but I don't know it for sure. But I'm pretty sure there is a correlation between the more income that you make, the generally people generally have less ch- less children because you yeah. know you can afford not to have nece- not to necessarily you know need all these children to take. <laughs> you care can of afford things. to not have kids. It's yeah, such a I, weird. I, yeah, weird actually, thing. it it is a real thing because um, the more children you have, you actually contribute more to the um, environment going bad and all these sorts of things everything is really connected in the world every single thing in one way or the other it's connected and what zaki said is true the more children you have it you tend to be less um fortunate you know um hence the reason in europe you see most families have two three children i think the idea you see it here as well like the the I'm air quoting mm-hmm. lower class families. They have more kids here as well. In the Netherlands. Yeah, you yeah. see them having like three, four, five mm-hmm. kids uh, while the well, the ri- richer people, they have one, maybe two. Yeah, one child, two, a boy and a girl, and that's it. Yeah. You know, um, but I don't know. I, I really don't know what's the proof in the put in the pie. As it is yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's also if you look at these these poor countries or third world countries, you have to have a lot of kids because you know that some of them are not going to make it because mm. they'll get sick, so mm-hmm. they're not going to survive. And you need children to take care of you when you get older because they don't yeah. have retirement homes and they don't have healthcare systems and they don't have I don't know retirement. Yeah. So <laughs> in that case, the children really are sort of your security net in a sense. Yeah. But your retirement yeah, policy. Yes. That's <laughs> a lot of issues, and I think that brings us to a second song. Yep. Yeah, I exactly. got issues by oh, yeah. Julia Michaels. Oh, no, actually, no, I thought, actually, no, there, actually, no, you got it mixed up. The next song is actually Child Labor by No Stress, if I'm not oh. correct. I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> yeah, see, see. Put your glasses on, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, be able to read, gotta be able to read the planning. Um, yeah, the next song is Child Labor by No Stress. I hope y'all enjoy the song. Say no to child labor That's what people say Brothers and sisters Look around you Giant corporation Act as people Occupy the world Running in the ocean of ignorance Losing power to see reality Child level Born from injustice Child
I am Kwesi and you are here listening to Student Radio Maastricht on 107.5 FM. Joining me today in the studio is Katinka. Hello. And we have our favorite tech guy, Zaki. Thank you. Thank you for calling me your favorite. I appreciate that. You're the only tech guy. <laughs> well, no, actually? No, well, I mean, officially we still have Sachi. who just has And Elena. Elena also knows tech, but she yeah, hasn't done it in a while. Really a guy. She's a little bit yeah, out Elena's of not a guy. I also know tech, but I'm not really a guy. Exactly. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> so, today we are discussing um, child labor. And it's a very dark topic because, I mean, no one wants to think of children, you know, being denied their childhood and having to work in these factories for long hours and in harsh conditions. And before the break, we were actually discussing, you know, that Maastricht had a building, the Swings building, which is at the Students Hotel right now. And they were, they used to produce toilet seats and... I mean, the, co- the company is still in business, right? They just don't use mm. that property anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason that the student hotel is in there now is because it's um, it's a protected building because it has a lot of history in there. Uh, I'm lacking the word right now, but monument. It's a monument. Monumental building. Uh, so that's why they didn't break it down. And also there's a lot of history there, like we just talked about, the child labor. But that was not just something in Maastricht. It happened in the Netherlands because mm-hmm. it was normal for kids to work because as soon as you're four and you can walk, you can work. No, this was the same right. in the United States. I mean, I'm just looking at this. I was just looking at this looking at during the song. Um, but yeah, uh, Congress did not actually pass a law um, and that was like, you know, covered in the entire United States to ban child, not ban child labor, but to regulate the employment of those under 16 or 18. Um, it was not passed until the 1930s. Um, yeah. So, yeah, 1938, as a matter of fact, actually. Um, but, it did, but it also excluded um, agricultural labor. Um, which is, so as a result right now, about 500,000 children in the United States um, pick a quarter of, they pick almost a quarter of the food currently produced in the United States. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, so here it was with the Lehrplichtwet, so that's a law that uh, children have to go to school. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that started in 1901, so that's ended the child labor. Mm Mm-hmm or at least illegal child labor, and then kids had to go to school from 6 until 12. So it was, I don't know, somewhere probably after the Second World War when we had to go to school until we were 18. Yeah. That's, that's what the law is now, or I think now it's even 21 if you don't have at least one diploma. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, 120 years ago. I mean, even though there are laws that, that, that forbid these practices, I think we're all we all know that they probably still happen, you know, under the table. I mean, at least back in my country, um, we're considered to be a developing country, but we're like middle class, a middle class country. And there have been families who have their own business. For instance, with what Zaki said, the agricultural business, you would actually bring your children with you to, you know, probably help pick corn or tomatoes. Yeah, but I don't feel like that's child labor. Even it's if you get a, you get paid for it and, you know, you don't send a child to school? Well, if you don't send a child to school, it is. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's something that here you also see that there's very young children working at uh, the family businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it's that bad. They us- they get paid. They. It's, it's also part of an upgrowing. 
I guess I don't know. We we also had to do chores in the house. Yeah. <laughs> so I think there should be a balance, though. Yeah, as long as the kids go to school and also have like their their sports clubs and you know can just be a child, then it's fine. If your parents expect you to help out in the business, yeah, um, exactly that. Exactly if you that. get paid for it, I mean that's. I don't think that's something weird, not something to complain about. Uh, it's very different than the child labor going on around the world. Yeah. But what negative effects do you think that um, child labor brings on to children? Like when you listen to when you hear the word child labor, you hear the phrase child labor. What negative effects do you think it has on a child's upbringing? I mean, I think of it. I mean, because if you're any time that you're working, it's time that you're not doing something else. You know. So I mean. If you're focusing on your work, you, that means you cannot necessarily put all of your focus onto your education because you have to think about work first, whereas you're going to be, work is going to be your first priority because that's what's going to be what puts your food on the table. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just something that shouldn't the child shouldn't have to necessarily deal with in that sense and in these that to that to that extent. You know, you can you know, if you want to make money to like, because you want to learn about you know money itself, that's fine. But if it's something where you know you're forced to do this because otherwise your family is not going to be able to eat. I think it's a symptom. I think that shows that there's a much larger issue at play here. Yeah, you're it's, taking, an, it's a big issue, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're taking away part of a child's development and also um, your future chances. Like if you cannot go to school, if you cannot get an education because you, your family is so poor that you need to work to eat, mm-hmm. that means that you won't be able, at least that generation of children won't be able to break out of that again and then maybe have kids again that need to work because... They yeah, don't. It's a cycle that's repeating yeah, itself. Yeah, it's a cycle because obviously in the world that education is everything. Um, we need to learn things if you want to break out, and and it doesn't have. To, nobody has to go to university to have a future, but at least learn how to read, learn how to the write, right. the basics. The basics. Then that that opens up so many opportunities for for people around the world to also maybe start their own business mm-hmm. or start working a proper job. Um, that pays because that's obviously what happens with these kids is that they get stuck where they are so you will always be underpaid and always you stay poor yeah i think the main thing from this is that children should not take on an adult's problem you know um i also think that there is a stigma where especially especially in single um parent home homes with the mothers being the main parent where especially with the son that they have, they say that, okay, you have to be the man of the house. Yeah. And being a man of the house means you have to go out and work to provide for the family. Yeah. And I don't think that's necessarily right. A child should be a child. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I also think that some children don't know that they're being exploited. They think, okay, I'm just, you know, making money to help mommy or help no. daddy or help granny. But don't know they're being physically and mentally abused. Yeah. Exactly. And it creates a lot of issues for them. Yeah, Time issues. for a song. Yep, yeah. Issues. It's actually the title of our next song. Yeah, it's Issues by Julia Michaels. I hope y'all enjoy. I'm jealous. I'm overzealous. When I'm down, I get real down. When I'm high, I don't come down. I get angry. Baby, believe me. I can love you just like that. And I can leave you just as fast. But you don't. Judge me, cause if you did, baby, I'd judge you too No, you don't judge me Cause if you did, baby, I'd judge you too Cause I got issues, but you got them too So give them all to me and I'll give mine to you Bask in the glory of all our problems Cause we got the kind of love it takes to solve for 
job that I need to You do shit on purpose You get mad and you break things Feel bad, try to fix things But you're perfect Poorly wired circuit And got hands like an ocean Push you out, pull you back in Cause you don't judge me Cause if you did, baby, I would judge you too No, you don't judge me Cause you see it from the same point of view Cause I got issues Back, back, back again, and I am your host, Quasi, and you're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on 107.5 FM, and I'm joined by Katinka. Hello. And Zaki. Yo. So we were talking before the song, um, which is Julia Michaels, I Got Issues, I think. We all have issues, actually. Oh, absolutely. That's why we're here. That's why we keep filling up these hours. Because we have issues. <laughs> we love to complain at Student Radio Master. <laughs> so, yeah, we were talking about, you know, the ways and the negative effects that uh, child labor has on children and their upbringing and their development. And um, I think something that we do we overlook is that I think with the child labor, it actually has a potential of increasing crime. Mm. Because it, as you said earlier on, it repeats a cycle. And when you're stuck in this poverty cycle, then sometimes you're forced to commit crimes, rob people, steal, and this type of stuff. And also, it's it's goes hand in hand with abuse, right? Both physically and mentally. As uh, so mm-hmm. like the story you told us earlier in the in the show, when a child is afraid to not go or to leave and really when you feel like uh, I don't have fingernails that's how rough this work is but I cannot leave at some point this kid's gonna grow up Mm -hmm. and be bigger and be stronger and you know I see that there's a lot of danger in there for your mental health development as well that people snap and people get stuck up with their situation and decide to leave or to hit their bras and that's not going to put them in a better spot yeah. obviously or you're going to stay there which means that the physical and mental abuse is going to continue which is also not great and then it creates a, another cycle for um, a toxic relationship with parents mm. and children as well yeah. because if this is all you know then the only thing you can teach your children is what you know yeah you know um but what about ways in which we can prevent child labor or stop child labor if we can ever stop it. Do you guys have any suggestions to that? I mean, I think 
I think nowadays it's really difficult to choose it because there's so many things that are made with child labor. But I think we can, again, just be very intentional with the things that we're doing. You know, do research on brands and things like this. Find out, are they doing things in, in not only sustainable, but also, also ethical ways? Oh. And, you know, yeah, like, as, as people often say in the United States, vote with your dollar. Yeah, it's all about that awareness. Um, obviously, we cannot expect any of our listeners to fix child labor. Mm-hmm. It would be awesome if you can. Please do, but <laughs> that's not <laughs> something that you can expect from yourself. But just do whatever you can. Uh, I stopped ordering on AliExpress about uh, two years ago. When I, I stopped ordering like about three years ago because they take too long to bring my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, different reason, but you still did a good thing. Because uh, that is, I mean, it's it's amazing that everything is so cheap, and and I enjoyed the shit out of it for years. But then at some point, and that was when I started becoming a bit more aware of mm-hmm. what happens in the world and how much influence I actually do have and the, the, the decisions that I make here. Um, yeah, I started looking into that and there is a reason why things are cheap. Yeah, it's the I same thing we just talked about with the fast fashion. There's a reason fast fashion is cheap. There's a reason that your phone case on AliExpress is only a buck. I mean, it still has to be shipped here. Yeah. And everybody, you can say that they have a deal with Postanel and that is why it's cheap. Well, that's why it's cheaper, but you cannot produce something and have it sent to the Netherlands from China for a dollar. Exactly. That's just, that's not happening. So, so if you buy a wig on AliExpress for one euro, uh, most likely it's done by a child. Yeah, know. absolutely. Because nothing in the world, nobody is cheaper than a child. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's just, well, for me at some point it was uh, not right. I was like, I, I'd rather not have the phone case. Um, and, you know, that is my way of trying to fix this problem a little bit. Obviously, it's a global problem. There's a lot of steps to to take, but... That's something that we as consumers can do to not consume these things anymore. Yeah. yeah. I think... Go ahead. Yeah, and I do also think that... It's also think, I also think like, if you have the privilege to be able to yeah. choose these things, because like, if, like, if you're a poor person in the United States and you got to get, clo- get your clothes from Walmart where they're, more than, where they're definitely made from child labor, you know, yeah. there's, you, you don't really have the options because it's all you can really afford, which I think it really is a systemic issue because... Once you pay the, because it's an issue with you know people are in general are are underpaid, which means they can only afford the very cheap things which are made by underpaying other people. Huh. It's just everything is just a cycle itself. Yeah, and just see where you could because it's also we tend to trust the bigger brands more. Mm-hmm. Like I still don't have a solution for my shoes. I wear uh, mainly Nike shoes because mm-hmm. I have really bad problems with my muscles and these are just good shoes yeah Nike for the is so good shoes actually and I know it's not a hundred percent but yeah you know I these are the tough decisions right? okay I mean, should I yeah, let my body go to crab to maybe save a child <laughs> I don't know <laughs> so if somebody has a solution <laughs> to buy honest shoes um, maybe we can yeah. walk barefooted or so. <laughs> yeah, well, for me, that's ca- quite an issue, actually. I mean, no, I think, like, there are two things that I think can, that that enable child labor, which is mm-hmm. accessibility and the lack of awareness. You know, the accessibility to clothes when you're walking in the city center and you see something in a display window and you're like, oh, this is nice. I don't think you're going to take the time out to do research immediately as to where this piece of article came from, this clothing article came from or anything like that. You're just going to be like, oh, it's cheap. It's on sale. Let me get it, you know, Um, and not being aware. Exactly. So I'm not being aware of the entire situation in child labor because I'm sure there are people out there who are totally unaware 
that child labor exists. Yeah, I mean, I think that is, I think it's something that is really important. I mean, for example, a lot of the child labor laws in the United States were struck down after there was one photographer, Lewis Hine. Um, the photo that was actually on our social media is a photo that he took um, at a textile mill. I don't remember in what state it was, but yeah, mm. children working in these thing, working in these really horrible conditions. He took photos of them, and by actually showing people, you know, this is the reality. That's yeah. what really shook people and made them actually realize, okay, maybe we should we need to change this. So I think the best thing to do is really just put it in front of people's faces. This is the issue. You know, for any of our listeners that are listening right now, um, as we mentioned earlier, the more children you have, the more um, financially uh, restricted you are, for lack of better words. So I think in the future, you know, have one child, two two children. Oh, but I want want five. just 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 push back on that. There, there, there's a correlation. Correlation does not imply causation. It may not be because you have more children that you are poor. True. But th- if you have more children, get fair clothes for them. Yeah, if you can, ideally. <laughs> get recycled clothes for them. Exactly. Go for recycled uh, mm-hmm. diapers. Exactly, because you know, providing your children with not only the things that they need, but quality things that they need, is it not like the greatest love of all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Oh. No, <laughs> Our next song, as a matter of fact, is the classic "The Greatest Love of All" by Whitney Houston. That I was hope so the good. audience enjoys. Yeah, you're smooth. <laughs> exactly. You're smooth. Smooth criminal. <laughs>
And we're back, back, back again. And you were listening to the one, the only, the legendary Whitney Houston. Whip, Rest whip. in peace. Rest in peace indeed. And you are listening to me, Kwesi, on Student Radio Maastricht at 107.5 FM. And I'm joined yes. by the one and the only, the lovely Katinka. Hello, hello, hello. I'm still here. I haven't <laughs> left you yet. <laughs> and we're joined by Zaki on Hey guys, yes, I'm also still here. I ain't going nowhere. And we're all here. We're, here. we're all here, but we're not all queer. Oh, I'm not queer enough. Yeah. I should work on that. I should definitely work on that. I mean, <laughs> there's still plenty of time. Yeah, there's time. There's time. Uh, we're talking about child labor today. Child labor. It's bad. That's what you need mm. to know. It's yeah. bad. So, end of episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what we didn't mention before, but we're going to mention now, and this may be a trigger warning for some of you guys, um, the sexual child labor. Yeah, I think that's the only one we haven't touched upon yet. I think we're very aware of that child labor is part of producing clothes, making phones, creating our chocolate bars. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the sexual child labor is, well, for me, maybe even the roughest one. Yeah. Uh, and the most invisible one. True. It's so far away. It's something that we really have nothing to do with, I guess. Yeah, you can't really stop it. It's not because I buy a lollipop that there's sexual child labor, right? Oh, that lollipop was maybe a bad example, yeah. Right. yeah it's not because I buy a t-shirt and that there's... Yeah, maybe... maybe. <laughs> Phrasing, Katinka. Sorry, crazy. Phrasing, Katinka. Yeah, that was, that was bad. Let's try that again. It's not because I buy a pair of jeans that there's sexual child labor at the other, other side of the world. So I think it's very much a far from my bad show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, also bad phrasing. <laughs> so <laughs> What's sorry, wrong guys. with you today? I don't know. I don't know. You, you continue. <laughs> you know, but what um, maybe some people don't know what is um, sexual child labor. What is your definition of sex- sexual child labor? I mean, it's a child that has to work um, in the sexual industry. So that's having sex, being forced. Obviously, I think all children, if they have sex, are forced to do so because it's not something a child naturally does. Mm-hmm. Um, I can also, a lot of it happens online these days. So it's not just in the physical world, but also in the online world, world where children are being used to record videos, yeah. to be in front of webcams. Um, and I think definitely in the third world countries, it is a lot of the, the physical stuff. You know, they get locked in yeah. rooms. Uh, yeah, basically get sold there a few times a day. Exactly. So child trafficking, um, in, if you're in, in possession of child pornography, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, basically uh, pedophilia. Yeah. 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 Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's a type can of I throw pedophilia. a definition in that? Yeah. So pedophilia is when you, somebody likes or loves kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, a pedophile doesn't necessarily want to have sex with children because that's a pedosexual is the Dutch word so Mm -hmm. when you're pedosexual then you actually want to have sex with children so Mm -hmm. there is a bit of a bit of a definition there but anyways don't do that yeah I mean I think it's a as we say it's a dark a dark thing to think about just knowing that you have a child and this child has to go through such a traumatic experience you know sex is something that should be special and you should do it when you're on your ready on your own and to be forced to do this, it's such a horrible thing. But do you think um, it's something that's limited to the developing countries or it's something that's Absolutely happening not. also? I think this is the one thing that we still have here. 
on a scale that is not fun mm. uh, because we have some you know you know what grooming is yeah mm. yeah so that's when um usually it's 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 mainly young girls but there's also uh, obviously young uh, young boys out there that this happens to when somebody starts grooming them um and then using them to sell them as well for sex and here that uh, i don't think that happens with very young children but as soon Early as the, as they start yeah like 13 14 um that's when um yeah when we see this and it happens a lot here in the netherlands as well mm-hmm. so it is the one thing that feels very far away from us but happens it can happen you know next to you and what do you think we should do or what can we do to prevent this um, you know, saying this, the first thing that comes to my mind is if you see signs of a child being abused, you should bring it to the attention of the authorities or yeah. even if they talk to you, listen. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's that. If you see something, even if you're not sure if it is bad or if it's just a crazy uh, adolescent mm-hmm. <laughs> person, because obviously we have our own developments, but always be aware of the families around you as well. I feel that we're very disconnected as a society to each other and that we just tend to ignore the problems that happen in the house next to us because it's not my problem. Um, <coughs> Do you? No? No, like, I, I, I want to say something, but it's probably a bit off topic because I feel as though we live in society now where everyone is uh, sensitive to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you see, for instance, you see the videos all on social media where you see... Um, let's say an Asian couple with a um, African American child, yeah, mixed race, a yeah. mixed race child. Ooh. You know, you don't want to go <laughs> up to them and say, "Hi, is this your family?" Because maybe this child is adopted. But then again, it's like a double-edged sword because you want to be aware and you want to be um, responsible. But then, then again, it can also come off as being offensive. Yeah. But then go to you know talk to an organization that knows something about it because if if you feel like maybe maybe it's a kid in your kid's class that mm-hmm. you feel like maybe is being abused or is you know into ending up in this scene there's organizations that know what to do and know when things are actually going wrong and can do something about it so i think it's very important and obviously raise your children properly it doesn't matter if it's boys or girls or anything else um, but just raise your kids with respect towards themselves and other people and think that's how we can really tackle that problem here. And if you want to do something about you know, the bigger picture of the world, uh, there's organizations that are very focused on this, especially if we talk about children. Um, we were just talking about Terre des Hommes. I think there's War Child. There's, I mean, there's so many organizations yeah. that focus on this. This, you know, uh, we're talking about protecting children from sexual child labor, yep. but in child labor on whole, on, in general, um, a way of protecting them is actually, you know, having a cash and an in-kind transfer. So it basically is when the government or the authorities provide a social um, benefit to families of low mm-hmm. income so the children don't have to go out and work and they can go to school and they can you know just enjoy their childhood as well you know so i think that's also something that most uh, developing countries should look at if they want to prevent or at least uh, eliminate child labor within their societies yeah but i think that also really that responsibility also really really goes to the brands themselves they have to because they're selling us they're selling us these things as well i think the i mean it has to be the government itself but i think they have to like the world in general has to put more pressure on these brands that are exploiting these children to Which is also, pay I think, people to one pay 
anyone to pay everyone who's working there. Not, I mean, children should not be working there, but pay the people who are working there, adults that are working there, an amount that can actually, you know, feed a family so that then their children do not have to go into work. It also sounds, if you put it like that, sounds like a political problem. Next yeah. time that I'm voting, maybe look into that. What do the parties think about this? I mean, we have the EU here, which is amazing. So, But it's just Europe. It's so limited to Europe. Let me tell you something that I've noticed in Europe. Uh, to find a black job, for lack of a better word, mm -hmm. in the Netherlands, it's very hard to do. You know, and a black job is basically working without being under the paid, table. Under yeah, the yeah. table, you know, and in countries like the UK, really? mm, do you feel like that's hard maybe. to do? I can give you five right now if you want. Mm, mm. <laughs> as long as the restaurants are open. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like I think um, in the UK and in America, it's so easy to to do. But in the Netherlands, like I've known people who have been looking for it. I'm like, oh, well, I really can't help you. I don't know where to go. Mm. You know, yeah, I can't. I can't really speak in the United States because I was always working as a street performer, which I guess is technically mm. a black job. But you know, it's I'm I am my I am a self-employed in that sense. Yeah, uh, self-employed and street performer. Yeah, musician. Yes. Okay. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> I was having a different idea. I, no, I, I would play viola on the streets for money. Okay. Check my check my as I said, yeah. sorry, check my Instagram. There's Throw your Instagram out there again, Zaki. <laughs> but it is also time for us to go to our next song, which is "We Are the World." By USA for Africa, which is, you know, the giant group they created of all these different stars to, you know, fight for, you know, unity. Yeah, we can all eliminate this problem together. Exactly.
And we are black. Back. Back. We are <laughs> well, black. Well, you are, actually. <laughs> yeah. well, Both I mean, of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, that a, was that a Freudian slip there? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, Kwesi. Everyone, everyone slips up once in a while. I'm colored, but it's fine. <laughs> I'll forgive you for this time. Uh, you're listening to me, Kwesi, on Student Radio Maastricht on 107.7. 107.5 FM. It's okay, Quasi. I can talk while you catch your breath. Um, so yeah, we were just talking about um, yeah, actually very unfunny topic: child labor, um, which is very rife in the fashion industry and in many different industries around the world. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're not laughing about a topic. But no. We're laughing about circumstances. Yeah. Well, y'all are laughing. I'm not laughing. All right poker face yeah no it's uh, it sucks it sucks it's stupid i hate that it's still a thing um in so many places in the world and even in our society sometimes so, yeah i mean mm. there are definitely some organizations that are you know fighting a good fight against child labor and we can list some of them for you guys if you're interested in you know joining this fight against child labor as well because it's definitely wrong um, you mentioned one earlier on. Yeah, Terre des Hommes. Um, so that is, I mean, it's it's French. Uh, I'm also very bad at spelling, but I think it's T-E-R-R-E-S-D-E-S, and then Hommes is with an H, so H-O-M-M-E-S. It's okay, I think I got it. So it's Terre, T-E-R-R-E, des, D-E-S, Hommes, H-O-M-M-E-S. I think I did that correctly. You added an S after Terre. All right, well, I mean, you can never have enough no S's in your, <laughs> your words. So I got close. I got close. A for effort. Anyways, they're very, they are very focused on um, f- fighting child labor, but also the problems around it. You know, they really look to where does, what's, what's the origin of this child labor? Why is it even there? So the, they're not just getting children out of the situation, but also trying to build up these societies and, and making them more healthy, mm-hmm. self-sufficient. Um, yeah, fixing, well, maybe fixing poverty is a bit of a big goal, but, you know, building schools and, and, and yeah, making sure that people get educated so that in the future also they can get better. I must say I stand a holistic approach. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, we also have Stop Child Labor Coalition, which was founded in 1989. And it has the strong belief that uh, no child, regardless of age, uh, race, sex, nationality, religion, or economic status, should have to work in these conditions. Yeah. So they're fighting for those things. Then we have the Save the Children NGO. We also have ACE, which is a Japanese-based uh, NGO for international uh, child labor rights. And we have the ECLT Foundation, which is eliminating child labor in the Tobacco Growing Foundation because the tobacco industry contributes a lot to child labor as well. All right, so to all smokers out there. It's mm, not as nice less. as you think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a smoke purer, greener. I don't know. I don't know I what mean, advice I have. <laughs> smoke the marijuana and get high. Yeah, just your own, homegrown. <laughs> <laughs> Not the ones you buy in the store and children had to make for you. Exactly. Go sustainable, go green. I actually didn't know that. I didn't know there was so much chocolate. Yeah. I mean, it's in everything, right? It's in everything. Chocolate, yeah. um, this brings us to, we have two minutes before we leave. This brings us to our cultural agenda. Yeah, very quickly, we have study buddies again. So every Monday in week, 4 p.m. till 8 p.m. at the Master Services and Care. It's at Hoogbrugstraat 42. And every Tuesday in Estatequartier. 
uh, at the Master Service in Carrot there, which is Hochfrankreich 27. Come join a lot of the SRM team students are studying there as well. Come study for your resets, come have some food, drinks, chill in the garden, hang out with people. Oh, isn't it lovely we could hang out with people again? And Bring a mask. Also, the weather is nice. Uh, the restaurants are back open, so you can go inside and dine now. Yeah, well, I'm not sure about inside, but yeah, the, yeah you can. I saw some at McDonald's today. There was, there was indoor dining when I worked on Saturday. Oh, my like, God. Oh, and you yeah. can dine until 10 p.m. Yep, oh, really? Inside or outside? I think both. I'm, I don't know if it's inside and outside, or, and mm-hmm. outside, but I'm pretty sure it's at least definitely outside. Um, maybe inside. I'm not sure. If, I don't know for sure. But, but don't sit inside. Go sit inside. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in order enjoy to in order for us to enjoy this for a longer period, maintain the Corona rules that are in place and enjoy the next song. Oh, I would like to thank my guest today. <gasps> You're very welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. And I would like to thank Zaki, who was behind tech. Without him, none of this would be possible. Thank you so much. <laughs> but really, without with, with, with the with people willing to think is RTV because without them, literally none of this would be possible. Absolutely, and our listeners as well, and our listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Our to the loyal show. listeners. Yes. Mm. So to close out the show, I'm um, listening to the the remix of "Wine Slow" by Idali, Ronnie Flex, and. There's other people on the track, but oh, I, cannot read, yeah. I cannot read them all <laughs> off of the Spotify. So, yeah, enjoy. 